Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who alone does wondrous things. Blessed be God's name forever. Beloved, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. May the Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O Lord God, you know that we cannot place our trust in our own powers. And as you protected the infant Jesus, so defend us and all the needy from harm and adversity. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Now it's time for a children's message. With the seasons changing, we might find ourselves surrounded by the message, more, more, more. But this week's gospel reading, Jesus points out, points us not to quantity of life, but quality of life, including our life of faith. Now, that's not to say we shouldn't have more faith, but that faith can be as small as a mustard seed, and God can bring abundant growth from it. There's a song in our hymn books called, Lord, Let My Heart Be Good Soil. It's in the ELW number 512. If our hearts are the soil and our faith is the seed, what can we grow with God's love? Can we grow a larger faith to share with our friends and family? Uh, Mom, hmm. we grow carrots in our garden. We did grow carrots in our garden. And broccoli. And broccoli. And lettuce. And lettuce. Yeah, Grandma grows all those things. Can we grow a community that spreads far beyond these walls? I would tell her to grow those. Yeah, then she can grow those. I what can our faith grow into? I Just like an abundant crop. I hey, speaking of what grandma grows, did grandma share those carrots with you? Yeah. Yeah. So just like an abundant crop, how can we share what we've grown through God with each other? God gives us the growth. We get to till the soil of our hearts with prayer, hope, and trust in God's provision. And then we share that abundance with others. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you so much for growing our faith, giving us abundance, and helping us share with those around. Amen. Please rise as you are able. Let us together welcome the gospel.
On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus instructs his followers about the power of faith and the duties of discipleship. He calls his disciples to adopt the attitude of servants whose actions are responses to their identity rather than works seeking reward. The Holy Gospel, according to Luke, the 17th chapter. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your slave who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, come here at once and take your place at the table? Would you not rather say to him, prepare supper for me, put on your apron and serve me while I eat and drink? Later, you may eat and drink. Do you thank the slave for doing what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you were ordered to do, say, we are worthless slaves. We have done only what we ought to have done. The Gospel of the Lord. I invite you to be seated. So first of all, we need a little bit of context because this is culturally very different from what uh, most North Americans would respond to these questions. North Americans, in general, are known for thanking everybody for everything all the time. We're compulsive about it, okay? And if you travel internationally, you find that that's not necessarily the standard. So when he says, you know, would you thank your slave? Once you get past the fact that, like, we don't have slaves, you say, well, yeah, I would say thank you. Okay, so we're talking about clearly a different setting, and the point is, not would you think, but this person is doing their job. Expecting praise for it is, is, is turning the job into, rather than a responsibility, a way to cultivate praise. And so he, he's really telling us be aware, be aware that what you do in the name of Christ, you do not for praise, but you do because of who you are as my disciple. There's also the piece about slaves. Slave means a variety of different things scripturally, and sometimes it means slaves, and sometimes it means servants, and sometimes it means indentured people. One way or another, the, the society was a lot more stratified, and this idea of people moving between different levels of society was not a social norm. And so it's very shocking, this idea of your servant sitting down. It's something like so ridiculous that it's hyperbole. Jesus, when in telling the story, is trying to be so outrageous that we all say, well, no, of course not. No, of course not. Of course we shouldn't get rewarded for doing what God tells us. Right? Okay, so I was polite to this person. Please, God, praise me. I gotta tell you, I'm one of those people who's a sucker for praise, so if you ever want something out of me. But 
one way or another. That's not part of our calling. We're called to do what we do because we're called to do it. Because we're filled already with God's power, with God's love, with God's approval, with God valuing us. So now we back up a little bit. Increase our faith. How many of you know the musical Oliver? Okay. So when Oliver goes up and says, Please, sir, can I have some more? What's the response? Anybody know the line? More? He wants more? <laughs> yeah, an outrage. More? How dare you ask for more? Okay, that's the musical. But this is that kind of response. It's not a how dare you. It's what even is that? What does it mean to have more faith? Because as we've been going through Luke and the disciples have been following Jesus and Jesus has been performing these miracles and teaching along the way, we have a couple of places where the disciples are com competing for, you know, basically who's, who's Jesus' bestie. And then they're competing and saying, well, should we rain fire down on these folks because they're, you know, whatever. And a number of times wanting to use power that Jesus has invested in them and then ultimately in us wrongly for the sake of having power. And so if, if they're asking for more faith, it's first of all important to say, well, what, what is more faith? Does more faith, again, mean closer to Jesus? Does it mean more powerful in faith? Does it mean I get more answers right, right on the be faithful test. What is more faith? More confidence, perhaps? But then you say, please, give me more confidence in you. Not that the word matters when we pray it. It's about what are we asking for? And if we're asking for something of which God has already provided more than enough, it's ridiculous to ask for more. It's like asking for more forgiveness, right? When we've been forgiven. More reconciliation. More love from God. I mean, think about what that would mean. More love from God. God who loves you, created you, claims you, sends Jesus to renew, refresh, and resurrect you. What would more love look like? I want to say more faith. And this, that's the mustard seed thing. If you had a faith of a mustard seed, you know, you could tell this with a mulberry tree to go. You don't, you don't need any more. You don't need any more. What you need is to be open to it. And that's an act of humility. And I am not 
probably the only one here, but I'm not looking at anyone. I'm probably not the only one here that could use a little more humility, a little more openness to what God has for me, a little bit more willingness, willingness to go where God leads, to take the actions that I'm called to take. Christianity is not a passive religion. It's also not a once-a-week religion. Christianity is about every day. What is God calling you to do? What does it mean to live faithfully in that day? What does it mean to use your resources faithfully? What does it mean to treat the people in your household faithfully? What does it mean to interact with people at your work faithfully? What does it mean to vote faithfully? What does it mean to shop faithfully? All these things that we do regularly, that we're, we're called to do those according to our faith. That's not a more faith. That's a more willingness to do it. More obedience and submission. Now, imagine that that prayer is give us more submissiveness. Anybody ever prayed that? Yeah. But, but that is, in many ways, what we need more of. God has already given us everything that we need to live. to be loved and valued by God, to have community, to act in Christ's name. God has already given us that. Given that in the baptism that claims us. Baptized in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, right? Baptisms can't wait till next week. So, what do you need more of? And that's not what I'm going to ask you to say out loud. But think about, what do I need more of when I pray to God? How do I remember every day that God gives us enough to do whatever God has called us to do? as individuals and as congregation. If God calls us to do something, God will give us enough to do it. We may not be thrilled about the way God gives it, and we, have to, we might have to make some adjustments, but whatever God calls us to do, God will give us enough to do. So we just have to make ourselves vulnerable enough to receive it. And for people like me, I'm not even that good at that, so I need God's help with that. God, please let me be vulnerable enough to accept whatever, whatever you call me into. That mustard seed, I'm going to use, instead of mustard seed, I'm going to use alfalfa sprouts because I've never sprouted mustard seeds or planted them, but, I mean, other than in, you know, Sunday school. But alfalfa sprouts... I put those in, in a mayo jar, you know, put a stocking on top, you shake it, rinse it every couple days, 
put it in a dark cupboard. Lots of people have done that, right? Burn your own alfalfa sprouts. Yeah? Okay. Uh, some people have done that. I just happen to hear on the radio that alfalfa is one of the most water-consuming um, uh, crops being, uh, taking water off from Colorado River. Just happen to hear that on the radio. That's a completely different story, though. In the alfalfa sprouts, you start out with these little tiny, little tiny seeds. And they open. It's true for all sprouts, but I'm thinking about alfalfa sprouts. And then you, you think about all that that's in there. All that life that's in there, all of that plant that's in there, all of that nutrition that's in there, that sprouts into something life-giving. That sprouts into something that's a healthy part of many of our diets. That sprouts into way more than you can imagine being fit into that seed. Okay. You have that much faith in you. You have that much grace in you. You have that much power in you. So the question is, what are you going to look like when you sprout? Okay. I invite you to stand as you are able. Let us sing.
Please join me with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. As scattered grains of wheat are gathered together into one bread, so let us gather our prayers for the church, those in need, and all of God's good creation. We pray for your holy church in every place and for those who serve following the example of Christ, especially presiding Bishop Elizabeth Eaton, Alaska Synod Bishop Shelley Wickstrom, Bishop Tessa Moon Lyseth of our sister synod, and Pastor Karen Perkins. Help them to live by faith and walk by the light of your gospel. God of grace, hear our prayer. For parts of the world ravaged by natural disaster, especially Florida and South Carolina, relieve those effect, affected by floods, wildfire, wildfires, droughts, earthquakes, tornadoes, and hurricanes. God of grace, hear our prayer. For every nation and for those entrusted with authority, grant our leaders self-discipline in all things and inspire them with love for your people. God of grace, hear our prayer. For victims of violence, abuse, and neglect, heal those who have been harmed and protect those who are vulnerable. For all who are sick, especially those with invisible illnesses, God of grace, hear our prayer. For this and every congregation, rekindle your gifts within the people and inspire councils, committees, and individuals to plan and work together that all may know your love. Bless our neighbors in the Alaska Southeast Cluster, especially Island of Faith Lutheran Church, Wrangell, God of grace. And for what else do the people of God pray? For those whose lives were disrupted or who might be disrupt, disrupted by the mudslides and flooding in downtown Juno. For those who might misuse power, abuse power, or crave power. In thanksgiving that you have abolished death, 
and for the saints who have died, bring us all to eternal life with you. God of grace, gathered together in the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, gracious God, we offer these and all our prayers to you through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. This is the part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC food pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. God of abundance, receive and bless these gifts we have offered. Join our hearts with the song of the angels and gather us at your table of celebration. Strengthen us to share with all the world the abundance of your grace upon grace poured out in Jesus Christ, the word made flesh. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's announce together. The mission of Resurrection Lutheran Church is to promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all people. God bless you and keep you. Jesus grant you grace and truth. And the Spirit send peace upon your hearts now and forever. Amen. Savior is born. Go in peace and proclaim this good news. Thanks be to God. This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 930. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. 
more information about our location, parking lot, current COVID policy, and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.